Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Thriving Thursday on the Empowered in My Skin podcast. Are you ready to be inspired by chewable size episodes? Well, I think you are. So let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. This is a Thriving Thursday episode. So you know that the woman that I'm talking to is a mother of two and a <laughs> wife. And she is awesome. And she is Mrs. Mamone. Oh, thank you. You forgot <laughs> to put in my bio that I'm also someone who adores you and, and now more empowered in my skin that we're doing this podcast. I love it. <laughs> uh, so I remember when we relatively first met uh we went through a speaking engagement and then we also went to uh, a speaking competition Mm -hmm. and we were in the audience together and you were wearing this really cool shirt that showed your earned arms (laughs) and shoulders okay so I'm like wow this I was like I had this girl crush on you that night so Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but I'm like, Hey, let's take a selfie together. Can you show your arms? And when you did, I wanted to kiss the muscle. I don't know if you remember that picture, (laughs) right? So, (laughs) so for those of you that are just listening, and Ketchy works very, very hard at her, her health and her body. And you may not know that she's actually a bodybuilder, a professional bodybuilder. And so the physique that she has, uh, has, you know, didn't come naturally for her. She works, she works hard at it. And so I really just want to go deep into your bodybuilding journey and thought, Mm. can you tell us a little bit about it? Mm. Yeah. I haven't talked about it in ages. So, um, what a lot of people don't know is I started bodybuilding at the age of 18 and I was playing soccer prior to that. So athletic. And when I walked into my CGIF, um, Back in, it would have been 1989, so you could do the math, you know. Um, I knew that there was a gym at the CJEP, and I just walked through the doors, and I was met by Mr. Canada, um, Andre Beijing. And he looked at me, and he's like, wow, you have a bodybuilder's physique. And he said, I'd love to train you. And so I learned right out of the gate how to train properly. And I fell in love with the gym. I fell in love with the iron. And at the time, I mean, we're talking about it was iron. It wasn't now the rubber weights that they have in the gym. Like this was a, one of those more bodybuilding delight kind of gyms. And, um, and so I've always weight trained, right? So I've always been muscular. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was at, you know, 18 till I've never stopped. So 30, 30 years now going, never, ever stopped. I don't know, even like maybe sometimes uh, if I had an operation or something that week might have been just cardio and then we picked up the weights. But other than that, don't really have any recollection in my life where I ever dropped, the, where I ever stopped the weights. So I played soccer competitively for a good portion of my, my, my life. And I stopped at the age of 25 by this time. I wasn't playing, I was playing um, uh, for city, city rep, right? So uh, Woodbridge, Missouri, actually, if we, um, here in um, um, Ontario. And I was having a lot of injuries. And by that time, my career was really kicking off. And I just knew that it, it just wasn't looking good. And, um, and this one particular injury I had where I actually broke my knee. Like I, yeah, yeah, severed it. And, um, and I remember I was dating my husband at the time and I heard it, like I was going in for a shot. The goalie um, was blocked by the light. We played at night. So, you know, the lights around the field 
and we just collided in the wrong way. And when I went down, it, I heard, I thought I heard something pop, but um, me with my high threshold for pain, just thought it was something that would be shaken off. And so attempted to take, get myself home. I drove sticks, so somebody had to drive me home. <laughs> um, the next morning, my uh, Eason was by and he told me to come to the edge of the bed. And when I did, my, my bottom part of my leg literally just fell. It had no support. Yeah. So I had an operation that day to actually put it back together. And um, still determined to try to get back to health, I did. Um, but it was never the same after that, you know, I think there was the mental, um, aspect of it. Plus, you know, trying to travel and, and also build a career and all this and practice twice a week. Cause it was competitive, um, was tough. So I just knew that it was time to hang up my cleats, but I always needed something that would spark my, my competitor spirit and a girlfriend of mine, um, Angela was a, uh, bodybuilder and she was, her physique was unbelievable oh such a beautiful physique and she uh, introduced me to the world of bodybuilding she said come to a competition it was at york university and at that time they had now introduced a new category called physique because i think i saw bodybuilding women as these big monstrous women at the time and i was like ah that's not really for me but then with physique there were these beautiful sculpted well you know toned symmetrical physiques in beautiful sequined suits with heels and <laughs> I was like that looks like something I would do and she proceeded to train me and I entered a competition that was in July and I entered the competition in October so it was like um how many weeks how many ever weeks of the, 25 weeks I remember and I mean like we're talking about while I was training, while I was always weight training, I, my diet wasn't really the best, you know? So it was like cold turkey stop on juice, cold turkey stop on like fast food and like just everything that I knew that I was delighting. And I took my body down to 2% body fat, so that first wow. competition. So from like 165 pounds to 128. And, um, and one when a lot of people were like, where'd you have that much weight on you? But it was the, I don't even know. Right. So, but, um, and I won and wow. instantly, instantly addicted. And so that was my foray in 2005 into the world of bodybuilding. And in that organization, I climbed up the ranks and I became pro, um, cause there's pro designations across the various, um, uh, organizations. Um, and then I started to compete in a more, in a more competitive organization, um, that, you know, uh, gave you entrance into the International Federation of Bodybuilding, which is where people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Ronnie Coleman and all of those big uh, bodybuilding names, Iris Kyle competed, right? And so um, I started to compete up like within that stream as a natural athlete and um, eventually worked my way up in 2013 to my pro card. And that was like, totally, like, I was thought I was hanging up my, my, my suits, cleats, I guess it would be my, my yeah. bikini suits in 2012. <laughs> and then they introduced this new category called physique women. Cause I was always a little too muscular for, for, for figure. And, but then when they introduced physique and you, you could shed the heels. And again, it was a really nice aesthetic physique. It wasn't as big as body bodybuilding was a slightly bigger than figure. And I didn't have to worry about not being too muscular because as a natural athlete, like you just, you're training on sheer hard effort and food and all this, any other. And so um, I didn't have to worry about how big I was or, and I just loved it. I love the fact that we got to do posing. There was an artistic element to it. And I really just found my flair, you know, because posing was also a flair for me. 
And so, yeah, so then I made it into the professional ranks um, that, you know, within my first round, because um, you have to compete, you have to sort of win at your national level. So I was, one day I was the best in Canada. <laughs> and then I got my pro card and then I started to compete in the, um, in the IFBB at the professional level. And that's a whole different ball game. And um, yeah, and so that's been like the last, uh, so I got my pro card in 2013, I've done a couple of years of pro show. Um, and I, I don't know, I think it might, I, maybe I have one more show in me, but, uh, with COVID-19, it definitely derailed me competing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I took four years off. I competed last year and fell in love again, um, because they introduced a natural stream to getting to the Olympia stage, which is like the, it's like, that's the, that's the gold nugget of the IFBB. And I wanted to give it a shot. Um, to see if I can make it onto the Olympia. Cause you know, if you compete in the IFBB, you want to, that's the NFL. Like you want to make wow. it to the Olympia type thing. Right. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the journey, but you know, I think what the, the lesson that I learned through all of this is, you know, when I started competing in 2005, if you can imagine going from 165 to 128 in a period of 25 weeks, and I remember one of the biggest things back then was no salt. Like I was very limited on how much salt I ate. And then there's this whole um, uh, water uh, reduction process that you do, um, you know, the water depletion process that you do prior to going on stage. Mine was like 36 hours of almost no water. And I didn't have the education back then. So what happened was I competed on like, let's just say it was October. I think it was actually October 30th. October 31st, you know, now that I've competed, I've won. My husband's like, let's go celebrate. Let's go and have something to eat. And I decided that I was going to go for Chinese food. (laughs) And Chinese food is what laden with salt. And when I say I gained 25 pounds overnight, like my, I I couldn't even stand. My knees were so big. I had to go to the doctor. I was prescribed a pharmaceutical diuretic. They drained 11 hours. um, pounds of water for me that first night. And, and what happened though, there was the mental game. So I went from having this physique that I lo- like looked in the mirror and loved to the next day it was gone. And wow. I just, I, and to, and if, if you think about like, you know, when you're focusing to get onto a competition, there's a certain regimen that you're going through when that, when that goal is done to try to make that your normal life makes no sense. And, um, and just to really speed this up, that was the cycle that I was in because every single year for like the next, you know, almost nine years, I was competing to look like that, you know, and there was real big body positive body image, um, issues that I had, um, couldn't look at myself in the mirror and love the body. And, and it wasn't until like 2010 or so that I had some, I met, I met, um, Mike Davies, um, who's my coach now and it might even be 2009 but he started to really teach me about the sport and um and I started to research on my own and then I started also you know really getting to know myself better those are the two years I went to India 2009-2010 and as I started to get to love myself better um you know those body images those body issues started to to quiet down you know and then i realized it's never about the end result it's always always about the journey and it's always about what you're learning along the way and the education matters and what you understand matters and and so you know i i've somehow have tried to take what could be a very selfish sport 
to try and add it to my brand in a way that inspires and motivates mm -hmm. more than just myself. It's more than just the trophy, but it's about, you know, the people that I'm bringing along, the, uh, bringing around along the way. What am I learning? How am I improving my human and how am I helping other people improve their health and wellness? You know, just simply because, you know, I'm sort of really committed to this, to this journey now. So yeah, it's been quite a, it's been quite a, a journey for me, um, but one that I'm very proud of now and, and where I am now, you know, compared to where I was, you know, from 2005 to 2009 is worlds of difference, right? So. Well, you should be proud because I'm sure there's a lot of people that probably would love to be on that stage, but wouldn't dare try because, you know, it's hard and hard it takes a lot of commitment yeah, and yeah. mental capacity to know that you can even do something yeah. so grandiose. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't you know, even get into the, you. the challenges. Like the first competition was probably the easiest competition that I did because everyone is there supporting you. Your husband's supporting you. Your friends are supporting you. It was after that that I lost friends, you know, mm. issues in my marriage, because I continue to, it's a very selfish sport. And, and it's not one that everyone gets, like, mm. like to be that disciplined to, and it's especially as I became a, like when I became an IMBB, it's like a whole different list. Like you're, it's not, there's no off season. You're always on season. You're always on point. And, mm. you know, um, I could count on one hand how many times I would eat out with colleagues, you know, and, and, and friends, you know, mm. for, for periods of time, you know, so there's a, it's, it could also be a joy sucker if you're not, if you don't understand the why behind it. So anyone that's listening to this, that's thinking about getting into this world, just when you start, know your why. I didn't know my why for mm. many years. It wasn't until I found my why that it became healthy. Hmm. I love that you took your bodybuilding journey and you transformed it into your life and you're using it in your talks and your mm -hmm. seminars and your workshops mm -hmm. and your business to really motivate others. You know, it really course, yeah. It, taught, me, yeah, taught me right? discipline, like to be able to take your body to that level gives you a sense of resilience and that, that you can't, you can't just buy. You know, mm. you have to have lived it. So you have to have had the lived experience. So it's mm. crazy. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your bodybuilding journey. I really wanted to know more about it. And I'm sure others <laughs> did as well, right? You know, we see these big guns on you. We just want to know where they came Which from. So thank you. are now because of COVID <laughs> and I can't get to the gym. Oh, yeah. oh but don't worry. We love you. We yes, love you yes, and your dedication. You. So thank you very much. Our time is up. Thank you for yes, sharing that's right. your, your that's right. with us. I love it. And, you know, and help and wellness i love everybody that's tuning in and this is the part of this episode where we have to say we're out bye bye <laughs> so there you have it i hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode and remember whatever platform you are listening to this on please subscribe like review and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered as Tom Bilya says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl and I'm out.